Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm lowering my background music here. No particular meaning to that music, just something on my iTunes that I was listening to. Anyway, uh, again, welcome to the show. This is uh, Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio, and this is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, I am a professional astrologer and a tarot card reader and uh, oracles and uh, of all different types, runestones, animal cards, um, uh, and uh, quite a few others, actually. I'm also an author and a columnist. I do a monthly column each uh, month here uh, called Snake Oil, our purpose of our show. And if you're not already receiving my column, feel free to email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com, and I can get you added to the free mailing list so you can get the monthly column. Uh, anyway, uh, I do professional uh, readings for people. Uh, I'm not a psychic. I'm a navigational consultationist. I don't know if there is such a word as consultationist. Now that I think about it, um, uh, navigation. I'll do navigational consultations, which are about uh, helping people tune into their own process of their reality creating. Oracles are a great tool to use because they give us some insight into the directions that we're going, you know, for good or for bad, so we can adjust accordingly on the way. Uh, definitely, I'm an intuit, but um, again, I know that uh, I always remind my clients that. Uh, you know, the the oracles really can be excellent tools to help guide us, but we inevitably make our own decisions accordingly, and uh, we we move along our own path through our beliefs and the choices that we make. A uh, couple things I'm going to talk about today. Uh, a little bit, I will open up the phone lines for anyone who wants to call in and has any comments or questions about our subject of the day. And uh, even about, again, about halfway through the show, I'll put the phone lines on. If someone wants to do a five-minute mini-reading, um, we can do that as well. Uh, again, I have to keep those kind of short. Uh, and if you, obviously, you want to follow up, you can contact me uh, through the website and uh, set up an appointment for a private session, which is a lot more in-depth and probably a lot more um, valuable to take a little more time to talk. But uh you know, sometimes a five-minute quickie insight can can be helpful in your uh, in your in your path. Anyway, so uh, the last uh, couple of shows, I've been kind of bit by bit getting to uh, some information about the uh, major arcana cards within the tarot, and it is going to be the primary subject I want to work with today. Um, what I do want to mention also before we actually get into that is for all of my listeners, um, especially the ones who are aware of astrology probably know that Mercury has been retrograde in Leo for about three, three and a half weeks now. Uh, about the fourth or so, third or fourth of this month of August, it went uh, uh, retrograde. Mercury went backwards. Mercury rules the way we think, communicate, share ideas, the way our mind works, uh, computers, exchanges of information with others. So when it goes retrograde, which is usually about three, sometimes four times a year for a couple of weeks, we kind of get some little backwards rehashing of, of, of old thoughts and old issues that come back into our lives that resurface for us to reevaluate. And uh, at a very practical level, often it can be a kind of time of a lot of miscommunications and, and misconnections and misreads. Uh, Mercury can be rather fun that way. It can cause us a lot of, uh, I was called my dingbat time 
because I, I keep I'll, I'll do things where I'll, I'll go into the kitchen and I'll forget why I walked into the kitchen. I get a little more spacier. I find when Mercury is going retrograde or backwards, all, you know, all planets for the most part at some point will go retrograde. Mercury is just very noticeable because it's such a important what we call uh, personal planet in the way that we, we communicate, the way that we think. So of course it has a very strong significance on our uh, on our process when it occurs. It's also not necessarily always a negative. There are, you know, I mean, you may have people from the past resurface or an old issue can be re-looked at and re-examined in a way that can be valuable. It's been in Leo, so of course it's been a trigger for people in terms of the way they give, the way they receive, uh, the, way the, the way they express their creativity. And uh, it can be a little bit of an egocentric push because wherever Leo is in our chart, of course, is where we want to feel like the prince or the princess. We want to be seen as special and, and royal and, and, and giving and, and larger than life. And uh, when it, you know, of course we got this planet going backwards there in that sign, uh, we can get a little touchy. Uh, I had a, today's about the last day of it. Tomorrow I think part of the morning was still retrograde and it should be direct by I think mid-afternoon. So you could probably feel that little shift in the, in the, in the thought patterns right now. And uh, I had to laugh today because about two weeks ago I went and had some uh, brochures redone for my business. And, uh, and not only did I have an issue with that because they misquoted a price and then ended up being twice as much as I thought it would be, uh, which wasn't anything that thrilled me uh, to begin with. But uh, I was looking closely at the brochures and I've given about eight or ten of them out already in the last week and a half with different clients that have come in. And <laughs> they completely did them wrong. There's a misprint. There was a page off. So the brochures were completely um, done wrong. It's actually kind of confusing when you look at them. So I had to bring them back and get those redone. I had to laugh because I, you know, following my own advice, you know, during Mer- Mercury retrograde, you really want to check your check your um, your information, your small print, a little bit more clearly because you're likely to kind of make mistakes that way um, at this time. It's pretty natural. Um, you know, you want to make sure you, you know your dot your eyes and you cross your T's. And uh, I couldn't have been more literally, uh, you know, a classic case of that. And, again, by the fact that I didn't really catch it, and even when I walked out of the store, or maybe it was a screw-up when I went in. I didn't even necessarily know. But either way, they've got to redo them, uh, which is a bummer. But, again, also is a good point of it, not the end of the world. You know, typically when we have this retrograde motion, um, and, and it's coming to its end like it is now, it really can throw you. It's almost like kind of a, a feeling of a pause pattern, that it's hard to get anything done in that sense. Uh, you really, it can really be valuable to go back over things or to relook at things during a Mercury retrograde as opposed to uh, attempting to necessarily initiate something new. But again, in another day or so, we should have direct energy here. You know, plus, uh, continuing on with the astrology theme, you know, uh, now we, we've moved, the sun has moved into Virgo. So now we've got the Virgo energy strong. Uh, so, you know, almost everyone's focus is going to be being a, on a bit more pragmatic, a bit more practical, um, more critical, in a, and hopefully in a good way toward kind of getting things done in our life. I, I always know that I do enjoy the, um, the Virgo time. I have a lot of Virgo in my chart, even though I'm a Sagittarius. So for me, I enjoy the productivity of it. I tend to get very focused on all oh, the things I'm going to get done. So I do enjoy that uh, element as it as it comes into play. So uh, again, there's a little astrology update for everyone. Um, you know, if you haven't already had your astrology chart interpreted, uh, again, check out my website and you can contact me. Um, 
anyone who is a listener of my show or who uh, receives my column, I'm starting a new program where uh, they get $10 off on any book sessions. Uh, so just remind me when you book, either through email or by calling, that uh, if you're wanting to book a session and you tell me you're a snake oil listener or you're a snake oil subscriber, and uh, we'll give you a discount on your session. Okay, that said, let's get to uh, one, saying hello to everybody who is listening live. I know a lot of my uh, listeners uh, listen when we go to archive uh, because of, I guess, this weird time that I'm on during the day, but uh, I kind of like being on in the late afternoon here in Phoenix. Uh, I might move it a little bit later down the line. So again, for anybody who is uh, listening live, or who hops in the chat rooms as well, too, in either direction. Thank you for, for tuning in. And uh, and again, in a little while, I'll open up the phone lines. Uh, I always love when, when people are you know have any questions, especially when they want to talk about the subject that we're talking about today. But again, in a little while also, I can certainly offer the, the five-minute uh, mini-readings um, toward the last 15 minutes or so of the show. So we'll get to that a little bit later, but again, I wanted to continue on. We were talking in the last couple of shows in bits and pieces about the uh, Turo, and uh, a lot of my listeners, a lot of people, you know, not only have an interest in this particular type of oracle, but also, of course, um, would, would are learning it the, for themselves. So uh, what we've been doing is we've been talking about the major arcana cards within the Tarot, the 22 uh, symbols ranging from the fool to the world, or some cards called the universe, uh, that represent these archetypal themes that we all kind of go through. And, you know, I've talked about this in the past show, so just to reiterate a little bit, um, an archetype is like, you know, it, it's, a, it's a larger image that we all have as human beings in terms of life processes. For instance, you know, the lover's card represents the idea of mating and finding a partner and finding harmony and balance and making correct decisions and, and again, having that, that um, partnership or companionship that's part of the wiring of our system. So I use that as, and it is one of the major iconic cards. It's card number six in the Tarot. And, uh, you know, we all have this kind of wiring at some level. Will you find a decent relationship or not? always remains to be seen, but it's our wiring at some level to want to have that experience at some point in our lives, and sometimes even at multiple points in our lives. So these archetypal symbols, um, they, they represent these processes that we go through. So the way the Tarot uh, works with this is these cards, so it's say you're doing a Tarot card spread, and certain cards will come up in the spread, then that, that can often indicate that these are influences that are happening around you now. Now, the cards themselves have upright positions and also reverse positions. And, and more often than not, of course, an upright position means that the energy is on, that it's more at its more highest and more balanced perspective. But sometimes uh, cards will come up reversed, which can uh, represent the negative side of the archetype or the pattern. Um, but in some cases, the reverse cards actually are more positive. Uh, in the case of things like the devil card, or the moon card, which we should be able to hopefully cover today, you'll understand how the reverses actually have a different type of a flavor about them and are, are in many respects, actually kind of more positive. Okay, so we, we had gotten, I believe, up to the Wheel of Fortune, number 10, the last time. So I want to uh, talk about a couple more of these, uh, of these, see how many we can get through, and then again I'll open up the phone lines in a little bit. Uh, so the, uh, the 11th card, of course, is the card of justice. Um, 
simply put, I'm going to talk about this one briefly because my, my next month column is called Injustice for All, and I'm actually talking a lot about the Justice card in my next month column, so I'll also talk about that in my next show. But justice uh, represents the archetypal idea of balance and harmony, of achieving justice. You know, upright it can represent, you know, getting our just rewards, karmic rewards, feeling like we were we were treated well, feeling like we receive in a positive way. Um, you know, in, in a practical level, it can represent you know good outcome in relation in relation to um, court issues or connected with job or work when we feel like you know we've worked hard and we get a reward in that sense. In other words, we get justice, we feel that sense of fairness and harmony and balance that comes into play. So it can represent the idea, again, of a positive cycle. In its reverse position, it can represent the experience of feeling an injustice at some level. Sometimes uh, we're, we're misfairly, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're not treated fairly or we're, we're discriminated against or we are uh, people misinterpret our actions or people project things onto us um, that are, are negative uh, or also you know it can have to do with negative karma with karmic debt with circumstances and situations that feel really out of balance or or unfair so um, we again these are uh, these are archetypal themes that we all go through at different points in our lives and you know the trick with the justice card of course is to figure out you know sometimes when you deal with an injustice in life you have to decide whether you're going to fight for what's right or know when to kind of um to to retreat in a healthy way and that that can be a tough call um and, and again we're going I'll go I'll go more into this in my, in my next um this particular card in my next show because I've got a column coming out in September that is going to be devoted to this idea so that is our uh, that is our 11th card. The 12th card in the Tarot is the, in the Major Arcana cards of the Hangman. Again, remembering also that some different decks will, will have different symbolism, or uh, sometimes there's even a numbering that's slightly off, but for the most part they should all be pretty congruent. Um, the Hangman represents the idea of a couple of different things. It's the idea of healthy sacrifice. Um, there can be, you know, times in our life like, you know, when you go to school and you, you have to pay for school, take out a student loan and you're working toward a goal to become something, you know, that's a hangman issue when you plant a garden and you're doing all the work to wait until uh, you eventually have a harvest, that's a hangman issue. Um, you know, if you're in a relationship and you have to be patient with someone in order for them to get, you know, comfortable uh, with you or to move through certain things. These are all hangman issues at their positive level. The ability to be patient, to be um, able to to uh, be selfless and giving at some level in a healthy kind of a way. Uh, in its reverse position, it can indicate difficulty with that, you know, struggle with um, patience in relation to uh, uh, in, in relation to uh, you know, uh, situations where we get frustrated by the time that it's taking uh, or we don't want to necessarily do the work that is, um, you know, required of us uh, or where we're, we, we, we don't, we battle with a sense of whether uh, the, the, the sacrifice that we're giving is worthy of our time and our effort. So, yeah, it absolutely can be uh, kind of a frustration card around that. Again, to me, usually has a lot to do with patience and um, an inability sometimes to accept the value of the sacrifice. It can also sometimes indicate where you're sacrificing too much and you might be martyred or giving too much of yourself away in the process um, and not valuing your, valuing your own needs. 
So again, kind of tricky sometimes when we look at the positives and the negatives. So that's card number 12. Card number 13 is the death card, the old ominous death card that people love to use as a symbol of uh, anguish. Uh, in, in movies and television shows, the reader turns over the death card and, and she gets really, really nervous uh, um, and uh, really, really upset in some ways um, uh, because, they, oh, my God, it could mean some type of a death. You know, the funny, card, the funny thing about the death card in the Tarot is actually it's a very positive symbol and it rarely has to do with the death itself. It actually means a period of transition, a period of movement. You know, when we end um, one uh, phase of our life and begin another, that is a death transition in that sense. When we leave high school and um, uh, go into college or go back into the world of working, um, these shifts, these experiences are, are part of a death process in that sense. It's, it's a liberation. It means liberation and a new pattern, a new path in that sense. So actually, more often than not, it's kind of positive. Although, you know, it, it's subjective. You know, you, your kids could, you could be a mother or father, and your kids reach a point where they leave home. And, you know, one level part of you wants to celebrate this new phase in your life, and then there can also be a sadness about um, that phase ending and the new one beginning and sometimes a little bit of anguish around these transitions. Um, but as a general rule, the death card actually represents that, that element of liberation or a new path or a new change in our life. So, again, nice to clear that one up, that, that it does not have the negative uh, effects or, or connotations that uh, other uh, that other. Uh, uh, cards necessarily do. Okay, uh, also as its reverse position, and reverse it just simply has to do with stagnation, a uh, feeling of a lack of movement, um, you know, difficulty with the ending of a cycle, uh, whether we're holding on to it out of stubbornness or whether it's just a timing issue, if it's taking longer for it to pass in that sense. So it can have to do with frustration around um, a feeling of stagnation or an urge for movement but either a fear around movement and change or um, just difficulty with circumstances and situations that make that hard for that to occur. Okay, card number 14 is the alchemy card, uh, temperance. Different cards will, will have different names for this symbolism, of course. Um, the imagery in the traditional troves, they often show a woman who is pouring two goblets of wine back and forth into, into each other, in that sense, into, back and forth into the two different goblets, in that sense, or glasses. And, you know, it's a great imagery of, of the, the temperance card that I always remind my clients that, you know, everyone who's a little kid remembers, you know, at some point when you got maybe a glass of milk or soda, you might get another glass, and you keep pouring them back and forth in order to try to get them even. Uh, and so I love that imagery because it is something that we all go through at different points. That temperance idea is this, this, this urge in us to harmonize and balance things, to find the right fit. So it represents the process of exploring different options in order to find what works for you, what's harmonious, the adjustments that we make to keep ourselves balanced and to create equilibrium. So uh, it really is a process card in that sense. And upright, it can re it represent the idea of passing tests, of the ability to uh, figure out how to keep yourself harmonious and balanced um, and not to go off kilter um, as we as we process uh, these different experiences when we're, we're testing the water, so to speak. Reverse temperance can suggest uh, the feeling of sometimes being shipwrecked or pouring too heavily from one direction to another, um, being out of balance, being out of whack, uh, uh, failing a test somehow in the most literal sense, uh, you know, not listening to our own intuition, not um, being able to... Uh, 
you know, uh, comfortably move through a process, a struggle along the way with it, or, or giving too much or receiving too much. It can indicate an imbalance in our harmony. Okay, we're moving along nicely here, so I want to take a couple more of these, and then I'm going to, again, open up the phone lines uh, and see if we have any uh, callers or questions today. Um, Okay, so now we move on to card number 15, which is a devil card. Another very ominous card in the Tarot, um, uh, because, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of religious symbolism around the devil and the idea of evil and all those things. But what the devil card in the Tarot actually represents is, is really basically fear. Um, it can, in separate position, it represents the chains that we put on ourselves. They, they often the cards will show a devil with a man and a woman who are sort of in chains. So it can have to do, it can have to do with being, uh, you know, caught in materialism, or uh, just fear around any area of a life where we're, we're frozen in fear somehow. Uh, the devil in a upright position can represent, um, you know, fear of the future or fear of, of making mistakes. Uh, it can represent uh, phobias, and it can represent um, the idea of how we keep ourselves caged, how we keep ourselves from from freedom and moving forward in that sense. You know, there can be uses to adversity, I always like to say. Sometimes the devil can be a, a positive thing uh, if it if it slows us down in order to take kind of a proper uh, approach and a cautious road. But as a general rule, it's, again, kind of a little bit of a negative card because it represents, um, again, getting caught up with, with fear. Uh, reversed, here's a great situation where this resolves itself nicely in its reverse position. The devil reverse can have to do with an 180-degree turn, uh, a completely different way of looking at things, letting go of fear, uh, taking a fearless approach to things, being afraid and doing it anyway. Um, breaking old patterns, getting out of your own rut, a uh, change in, in priorities, a shift in the way that you think. So a uh, very positive card in its reverse position. So, again, this is one of the reminders that I have for, for new tarot card studiers. You know, you do want to mix up your cards. You do want to have reverses um, in these uh, in these cards as well, too. Um, there definitely is some, some real value in uh, in having this, this duality that way of uh, allowing the cards to be reversed, because I know some people will get a Tarot deck and they want to kind of keep them all upright because it's a little overwhelming to get caught up with the idea of reversed imagery as well, too. It's a little scary. It's twice the amount of material to know. But, yeah, I recommend it because it really does add another flavor of meaning to these cards. And, again, you can see how it can turn a negative into a positive sometimes, too, or vice versa. Okay, that's number 15. Card number 16 is um the 16th card is the uh the uh tower and the tower in the uh in the major arcana cards is very interesting imagery here because there's biblical significance to this as well too there's a reference to the tower of babel so the tower in its upright position represents an awakening of consciousness a change in perceptions uh, often it, the tower when it comes up in a spread or can come up for us, can have a kind of a dual effect. Um, it could be difficult because sometimes the shake-up of our life, the recognition of where we might want to make a change or have been doing something in a way that is not uh, beneficial anymore, uh, can feel a little catastrophic. Uh, sometimes it can feel like you know, a whirlwind coming in or storm. 
but the, the tower can also represent enlightenment. It can represent that waking up and smelling the coffee feeling. You know, when the light bulb goes off in our head, when we understand something, we recognize a pattern or where something came from in us in that sense, and then the willingness to want to shift it or change it. You know, sometimes the universe will kind of push the change on us, so to speak, but more often than not, the tower has to do with that illumination, uh, however it comes to us, of, of what it needs to now shift or needs to now transform. So uh, very, very uh, interesting kind of a card. And, uh, you know, the whole issue with 9-11, as we're coming up to that as well, too, was, uh, very significant to the imagery of the tower uh, because, of course, it changed the structure of the United States in many ways after the towers went down uh, during 9-11. Very, very interesting biblical symbolism as as well there, too. Uh, and that's my reminder that the Tarot always has all kinds of different levels of symbolism within it. Um, reverse the tower means manageable crisis. It's actually a little reversed. It usually means you kind of saw it coming or you recognized it in advance at some level or the, 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 the illumination that you had was, has been coming for a while in pieces. Uh, it can represent, um, again, uh, circumstances and situations where there's still a need for a change but a little bit more ease and in in harmony in the way that you're able to do it or the way that you're able to see it happening. Uh, again, it's usually far less um, shocking in that respect, uh, you know, even in the Viking runestones, there's a similar symbol uh, with the uh, Hagales, which represents the hailstorm and the destruction in, in the, the tower. But again, it's also, always remember, it's a card of liberation. It really is a card of transformation and change. Okay, whether upright or reversed. Okay, let me hit one more of these, and then we'll see if we have any callers today. Otherwise, I'll be able to finish these through. And even if I, we don't have enough time, we'll we'll get to them in the next show. So none of that's an issue. We still got some time in our show here. Um, okay, so we talked about the tower. Uh, now we look at card number seventeen, which in most tarot decks will be called the star. So this symbol represents a part of us that that strives for for aspiration, for hopes in our dreams. Um, it represents health and vitality. Uh, the, the, the part of us that, that needs to reach for something, that has to have a goal, that has to have some type of plan, it often indicates um, that process of becoming excited about what we're able to do and what we can do, or dreams beginning to come true, and really, really getting in touch with the deeper aspirations that we have in our lives. Very, very a magical card in its upright position, the star, because it, it can really represent that that you know we we reach different points when we we the light the I don't say the light bulb goes off when we really become in touch with the talents and abilities that we really actually have what we're capable of doing um, and uh, and then the the ability to want to to shoot for those things too it also can just be the reemergence of hope in our lives healing sometimes uh, through illness uh, again very positive card that way. Reversed, it can have to do with depression um, and despair or having difficulties uh, being hopeful. Um, again, I call it somewhat of a little bit of a depression card because there can be a lingering sadness that we have difficulty moving through. Um, we can naturally go through a depression when we're disappointed, when we have ideals and hopes about something, and it didn't manifest the way we had ideally hoped that it would, which may not necessarily mean that it won't in the future. It can indicate a delay, but really more often than not, that 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 star reverse is that reminder that yeah sometimes you know our, our hopes and our dreams are occasionally shattered uh sometimes what we thought was going to occur you know doesn't necessarily occur 
You know, it's funny because, you know, I know uh, for me as a, as a reader who has worked with oracles for years, you know, one of the areas where it can be difficult um, with prediction, because people really, they go to psychics and they want prediction. And, you know, most good readers are able to, to see what I call um, vector points, what, what probable things are likely to occur, what's likely to come up down the horizon in that sense. Um, so uh, very kind of interesting uh, uh, ability that a lot of people have, and I certainly have it myself. But, you know, one of the things that, I, that can be a little frustrating with prediction is prediction can never be 100% accurate. You know, a good reader is often fairly accurate, but especially when it comes to, like, predicting relationships, because, you know, people always have choices in which way they go, and one person could be harmonious and the other person could be fearful. Um, we don't, people often always don't follow the scripts, even when they were karmically laid out in that way. People deviate off their course, so we never really always completely know. We can never predict with 100% accuracy when it comes to looking at other people's choices. And I think this is an area where people sometimes really will, will come up with a certain amount of sadness or depression sometimes. Or, uh, but, you know, the thing about depression, though, is you kind of have to experience it. I mean, it's one of these things I've talked about in previous shows that I always say that I'm not a big fan of antidepressants because I think what they do is they often kind of end up making us kind of flatline, meaning that we don't experience the sadness. We don't allow ourselves to, to mourn a loss in a healthy kind of a way and recognize that, yeah, we're sad, that we're allowed to feel that way. Because once you experience and mourn the loss, we eventually will move through it. And then you'll have a new hope, a new dream, a new plan. Um, but again, that's one of the reasons why, except in extreme cases, I'm not a big fan of antidepressants because I think they don't really let you go down and really experience the sadness because when you experience the sadness, you move forward. So that can be one of the elements of the star reversed. Um, I actually had it a lot in over the summer in some of the spreads that I'd done for myself. It came up that way a couple of times. And I, I actually personally had a very disappointing situation where I, I had connected with someone and it looked very promising and very interesting, and um, then uh, it really kind of froze, and, and nothing happened. And so the individual seemed to kind of get very fearful and pull away. Um, uh, that's, it was a little sad. But, again, I always know that, uh, you know, all relationships go through these shifts and these changes, and, and sometimes um, you'll reconnect at a future point, and other times you just get me rerouted to another road. Uh, we always learn something through everything that we go through, and I certainly did. This helped really for me to look at an old pattern that I had um, in relation to relationships that I think I've been able to clear, and that's cool to be able to do that. Okay, but it was still depressing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that was a little bit of a bummer feeling. You know, summer's always a little tough in, here in the Phoenix uh, because it's also really hot. I know a lot of other people in the country enjoy summer, but Phoenix is sort of like our winter because it's hot out, and ugh, now we're at that point, too, where it's like 110, 11 degrees out, and it'll be like this for another five weeks or so. So, And there's no more monsoons either to cool things down with rain. So ugh, not one of my favorite times of the year. Thank God for air conditioning. Okay, let me throw up our phone number here. we got about 15 minutes, so if I have any callers that want to comment on what we're talking about, if questions about the tarot, or even want a quick little couple-minute mini-reading, um, the guest caller number is 646 646- Two hundred three nine six six. Uh, you probably need to dial a one before that. Uh, again, that's six four six two hundred three nine six six, and uh, I'll be able to take maybe one or two callers. Um, 
And if uh, nobody does call in, we'll finish off the rest of these uh, uh, tarot uh, archetypal symbols. So uh, we'll leave that open and continue on with our little mini tarot class here. Okay, so we were last we talked about, we were talking about the star. So now we move to the moon, card number 18. Uh, the moon in its upright position, you know, I always laugh because old tarot books will say things like danger for one, those that you love um, with the moon, um, disturbing conditions. Uh, again, a little bit of unnecessary drama. Um, usually the moon in its upright position has to do with the development of intuitive abilities. You know, we often go through different periods where we are very, very intuitively sensitive where we, um, we, we sense things about people or feel things about family members or others around us. And at different points, this can grow and evolve. And the moon is usually a symbol for that. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times it can be difficult things that we pick up on. Um, I know I always use the example of the day, two days before 9-11, I had gone to Vegas and I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I said, something big's about to happen, something big, some huge change is coming. I don't know what it is, but I can feel it. So unfortunately, a lot of times the negative stuff can be a little easier to sense and I think that's one of the things that the moon can represent. You know, it can also have to do with the, the ups and downs in relationships with others, with the um with the uh with deception and confusion that can sometimes come up around us uh in our work environments or in our relationships or in circumstances and situations so uh the moon kind of has a duality to it it can be a little bit of a um a confusing card because it can have to do with trusting intuitive abilities but again sometimes it comes through the negative and again it can also represent these times when it's hard for us to see clearly um, where we kind of got a cloudy sort of a feeling or, uh, or or there may be some type of deception or something where we're not really fully reading it correctly. Um, reversed, actually, it's more positive reversed. Reversed, the moon means the clearing up of deception. The ability to see clearly. Um, uh, it means uh, gaining insight and understanding to why there may have been confusing energy before. It has to do with a complete shift in in uh, the way things feel, and also using intuitive ability in a positive way, the ability to sense things uh, for good or for bad in a way that can be insightful and uh, have to do with growth of our own uh, intuitive development. And again, the moon reverse usually indicates kind of a feeling of things clearing or being able to see things really in a more sharp, clear kind of a way, the, the cobwebs disappearing a little Okay, that's card number 18. Uh, card number 19 is usually the sun in the tarot, and of course the imagery is the bright light of the sun and I think a happy dancing couple. So the sun in, in the tarot has to do with, with really tapping into our life purpose, uh, the ability to feel harmonized, to feel a sense of fulfillment and joy that comes through doing what we love, whether it be a happy relationship or a successful business or uh, f familial joy. Uh, the sun has to do with really that, that vitality that we feel. Uh, you know, everyone can understand this from an astrology angle, too, because when people ask you what your sign is, you'll say, most people say what their sun sign is. If you're born at this time of the year, your sun was in Virgo. So if you're Virgo, of course, fulfillment comes when you fix things, when you resolve them, when you learn, when you're able to help and, um, and, uh, and be of service to others um, and get things done in a tangible, practical way that makes Virgo feel good. That's a lunar. That's a sun thing. I mean, the sun is bright in us in that sense. You know, if your sun is in Libra, 
when you when you balance things, when you harmonize things, when relationships flow smoothly, when you feel a sense of of balance and beauty, you know, you feel harmonized. So we all have the sun somewhere, and the sun in the tarot, again, represents this feeling of life force coming through, that plugging into cosmic central recognition of the life purpose, the life task fulfilled, and that feeling of fulfillment. Good relationships, good circumstances, uh, good card. Uh, reversed, it can, it can have to do with a cloudy feeling uh, of our, our life force being blocked. Um, it can, again, be a little bit of a depression card, um, uh, similar to some of the other cards we talked about. Usually the sun re- reverse indicates a difficulty finding one's life purpose or fulfilling the life task, a frustration around it in that sense, um, fear and difficulty in, in manifesting the life goals. Uh, so the sun can be, a, a reverse can be a disappointment card in that sense. Okay, let's see where we are here. We talked about the sun. Now it was number 19. Now number 20 is the judgment card. And we see the symbolism of the angel Gabriel blowing the trumpets and the clouds parting in the judgment card. Uh, again, very, very powerful card in its positive position. It represents um, uh, an increased awareness, uh, positive growth. Uh, it can represent moving from one stage of life to the next in enlightened consciousness at some level. Uh, judgment has to do with um, just really kind of moving to that next level. Um, psychologically, emotionally, or physically in our life. Um, it also can can really represent the idea of, again, this imagery of the clouds parting is when we really see things clearly, not in the way the tower does it by kind of shaking up the ground. Um, the, the judgment card, the clarity comes from um, wisdom, from maturity, from enlightenment, from the recognition of, of growth in that way. Um, and the excitement and enthusiasm of the transformation that comes when we move to this next level. Uh, reversed uh, judgment can have to do with a feeling of, uh, of frustration, uh, a lack of ability to, to see things kind of from a clear and, and comfortable uh, perspective. It can have to do with kind of a, a feeling of cloudiness, so to speak, um, and uh, sometimes feeling caged or blocked at some level. Um, it can represent stagnation, um, difficulty with change, um, or not being willing to accept one's own power or one's own strength in a situation. Um, uh, again, it, it's, a, it's a frustrating card in its sense because we, we're not able to somehow get to that breakthrough yet. Again, it could be delayed or it could be um, that we're not ready to really receive that awareness yet. And the last card is the uh, universe card. Um, again, sometimes they call this other things, but typically it's usually the universe or the world. Uh, in the upright position, it means uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, all, all aspects, all in alignment, um, maturity, growing up. It's a Saturnian card in its best sense of growing up and maturing, moving up a level in your life, taking on new responsibility, a new sense of success, that comes from all these attributes that we've already gone through, all these processes. So the world card really has to do with kind of an increased um, ability to be successful, uh, to, to get to move, to really ta- in a tangible way move to that next level of feeling victorious in our lives. Reversed, it just simply means partial success. It means there's still more to come. 
more work ahead for us uh, to do. Um, it can indicate still some feeling of success, but again, still that kind of nagging feeling that we have more to go or that we haven't really fully reached our, our full potential yet. Uh, but it definitely uh, can bring up the idea that there's still some levels of success with more work to do. Okay, we did good. We got through uh, all of the uh, 22 major Arcana cards. So one of the things I suggest for, for really beginning to tune into these symbols and, and really understanding them more fully is to, um, to you know, if you have a deck of cards, um, and you don't necessarily need a deck, you can go online and, and find these symbols and print them out if you want to use them that way or pick up a deck. But if you do have a deck, pull out the major arcana cards and, and you know, on a daily basis, um, meditate on the symbol. You know, take a couple of minutes to meditate on it from both its upright and its reverse position. Um, you really will be surprised. You will really will get insight into these um, these uh, archetypes and begin to understand them. And it will help you a lot, not only in your own life, because you'll understand these processes that we go through and other people go through as well, and understanding of what they may be moving through. But it also will definitely increase your knowledge and an insight into Tarot if you are doing readings for yourself or considering doing readings for other people. Definitely give you a lot more insight into um, how these symbols work and how they affect us and how they're part of all of our processes in some ways. So a very, very good way of doing this. Uh, definitely you don't have to be learning the, the Tarot as a, as, a, as a profession to still get some value and insight out of learning these cards because they do, they apply to these human elements that really, really exist in all of us. You know, it's funny because I, I mean, I, I see this with clients when I do spreads with them, and I see their archetypes that come up in their spreads, whether upright or reversed. It's actually very interesting doing a tarot card spread because sometimes you'll you'll see someone with a lot of these major arcana cards in their spread, and then sometimes you'll see somebody with none. And it, it's always like, you know, when there's a lot of major arcana cards, it usually means kind of big changes going on at multiple levels for someone. And when there's very few, it's really that we're you know, more of the minor arcana cards. It usually indicates that we're really just dealing with the details of life, the nitty-gritty, the details. We're not really looking at the big picture. We're looking at dealing with our day-to-day -day life and uh, the details of those things. You know, so none of those things, of course, are bad. Sometimes we need to focus on the bigger stuff. Sometimes we need to just take care of the little things. So it's very interesting when you study and you work with these to see these patterns as they come up. Okay, so we did good. We covered the rest of these symbols. I'm glad uh, I'll, I'll probably uh, talk about the Viking runestones maybe next month um, as I begin to kind of set up my uh, my uh, radio shows for the uh, next month. But I am here every Thursday for the most part at uh, 3.30 for usually a 45-minute show. Um, again, let me give all my listeners uh, a thank you for tuning in today, whether you listened live or uh, you caught, you're catching us in the archives a little bit later on. Uh, everyone uh, who, uh, if you're interested in any of my books, or um, I will be producing some CDs and some other books, but I've already got a couple of books and things available, you can go to my website at uh, web.me.com slash .mac.com slash Ventura Words. Um, you can find the website right here on Blog Talk Radio, by the way, guys. You can email me directly at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com. And, uh, and go to, uh, if you're looking to get a personal session, uh, go to my website, check out the uh, different sessions that I offer. Um, you don't have to be in Phoenix. These sessions can be done by phone, and I record them on an audio cassette for you. Um, 
and I will be probably hooked into Skype probably by the beginning of 2012. Some people have asked me to do that so they can kind of see the cards and things as well. But uh, phone sessions do work really, really well uh, as well, even if you're not hooked into Skype or anything like that. So those are always available if you're not local here. Uh, so you can get information about all those things on my website. Uh, also, um, and I'm, I'm actually going to be getting set up to do web seminars as well. The people that don't live in Phoenix can actually attend these web seminars in small groups. So I'm going to give all this information out in my monthly column, of course, as well as my as I update my website and give you guys some more insight into these things that are coming up in the near future. If you're not already receiving my column, absolutely email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or AdventuraWords at Mac.com. And I'll add you to the mailing list. Uh, the column usually comes out once a month. Good column. We'll be talking about our next column, uh, my next column here on the first. And uh, you'll get the columns first where you can read them. And also, uh, you know, my, my subscribers get um, discounts on sessions and on books and um, and information on classes, and the columns themselves are really great reads, so really give you insight. I've been told by a lot of people that they often feel like they got readings in some ways when they read the column, as if I sort of tuned into something that they needed to know about or talk about at that time. So always awesome feedback that's appreciated when I when I hear that from people. Uh, my mailing list has grown a lot. I actually have about 800 people getting the mailing list now. If you do give me your name, um, also uh, I will. You'll never know. We'll ever get your email address from me. The column is being copied and sent out, which is why I also remind people to sometimes check your spam folder because since sent out in bulk, it's usually about 100 a pop. So sometimes I go with the spam folder. Okay, we're finishing up for the day. Thank you everybody for uh, tuning in who caught me live and uh, also for listening to the archives and. Uh, Looks like we had a little bit of a quieter audience today, but always good. So uh, this is Jim Ventura saying uh, happy uh, end of August and happy Mercury uh, retrograde coming to an end. And we'll be here next week. And everybody have a good night or a good day, depending on where you are. And thanks again. Cheers. <laughs>